episode 779. With free agency looming, it's time to give our predictions on the Packers' free agents. Will they stay or will they go? We'll ask Owen Reese of Acme Packing Company. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and we're discussing free agency. Yes, we'll also get to Latroy Guyon suspension, too. To do that, we have a guest joining us on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We have Owen Reese of AcmePackingCompany.com, part of the SB Nation Network. Mr. Reese, how are you today? I'm feeling good. How are you? Very good. We're glad you could join us on the show, talk some Packers this morning. Before we dig into our free agency predictions, Owen, could you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to learn your background first? You actually played college football in Wisconsin, so maybe could you, could we start with that? Uh, yeah, uh, I was lucky enough. I got to uh, continue my playing career. I played for four years at Carroll University in Waukesha. I played offensive line. Uh, I played all five spots uh, at one point. Um, but, yeah, so just kind of a little bit of a different perspective from the game, kind of coming from the inside rather than um, a lot of the perimeter stuff we get in the media. Well, that's going to help us out today as we talk about the Packers for agents. Now, of course, Owen writes for AcmePackingCompany.com, the Packers blog. And, and Owen, we're going to kind of go through all these Packers pending free agents one by one, predicting whether or not they'll be back. Uh, let's start with Nick Perry, kind of the player predicted to maybe receive the most money on the free agent market. Report actually from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel on Tuesday is that the Indianapolis Colts are heavily interested. Do you think Nick Perry will be back with the Packers in 2017 and why? Oh, he's probably the toughest one. Um, <laughs> he is. <laughs> I... Gun to my head, probably not, but I think it's, it is really crucial that he does come back um, because if you, uh, if you look at kind of the free agency situation right now, um, if you didn't bring – I think he's the most important one to bring back, uh, especially the edge rushers. And if you don't bring any of the edge rushers back, your starting outside linebackers are Clay Matthews and Kyler Fackrell. Um, I don't think that's a winning situation. Um, I do think Perry is really important. Uh, to bring back when he was in the game, you could tell it was a difference maker. Um, he took some detention away from Clay Matthews, who uh, injury or not clearly isn't what he once was, uh, and which allowed him to be more effective. Uh, and Perry had a club for like the last quarter of the season and still got uh, a lot of pass rush production. So I think whatever you have to pay him, as long as you're not breaking the bank, setting market value on Nick Perry, um, I think he's probably got to be your paramount concern to bring back. Yeah, ultimately my prediction is he's back, but I'll tell you what, this is the most difficult group of predictions I've made in, you know, probably 5 plus years of doing this podcast and predicting will these players be back or not and Nick Perry's a tough one and so is the next player we're going to talk about here, TJ Lang. 
Owen, will TJ Lang be back in the green and gold in 2017 or not, and why? Same question. Um, I don't think he will. However, I do think the longer this process goes, the better it bodes for the Packers. Um, he's coming off of the injury. Uh, I believe he's around 30 years old. Um, he's probably not as enticing as he once would have been. Uh, and the longer, the more teams stay away with the injury thing until he's cleared or good to go, uh, I think it does um, drop the price a little bit. Uh, and I don't know if uh, a hometown discount, quote-unquote, uh, is in play here or not. Um, this is a good year for guards in the draft. Uh, so if the Packers feel that Lang is, is trying to command too much money, um, I think they'll probably let him walk. It would be nice to keep him. Uh, but, again, it's it's tough because with the injury, you're not sure what T.J. Lang will be getting back. Um, and especially with an injury on a player who's on the wrong side of 28, you know, getting older. Um, I, if I had to guess right now, I do not think he'll be back, uh, but it would be a welcome addition if they're able to bring him back. This is very interesting because my official prediction on TJ Lang is that he will be back. Now, I could certainly be wrong, but we've differed on both the top two players. If I'm right, the Packers are going to give away a lot of money and not have a lot of cap space left. If you're right, they're going to have a lot of money to sign these other guys. So let's let's dig through them here, Owen. Uh, next, the other offensive lineman the Packers have, J.C. Treader. Will he be back or not? And it it's, could be kind of an issue of maybe either one or the other with Lang and Treader. Yeah, and I think that's the, the interesting thing. So the Packers uh, and their offensive linemen um, like to take left tackles or at least blindside protectors. Um, if you look, that's the common theme of almost every offensive lineman they have. They played uh, tackle in college. Um, typically teams put their best athletes. Uh, at, at left tackle and with the way the Packers offense runs. And as we saw going into the playoffs where Aaron Rodgers kind of sit um, and bides his time and the offensive line is able to hold up in pass protection for six, seven, eight seconds at a time. Um, Treader provides a lot of versatility. Uh, he played tackle two years ago when uh, David Bakhtiari got hurt in a playoff game. Um, I think he stays because, and Corey Lindsley is about the only offensive lineman on the roster that doesn't play anything but center, uh, and he's coming off of ankle surgery, I believe. So I think that'll probably drive up uh, the urgency for the Packers to bring back Treader. Uh, I think he'll be a pretty, uh, pretty affordable option, um, and he brings a lot of versatility. I do think that J.C. Treader will be back. Interesting. My official prediction is that J.C. Treader will not be back, so we're differing on all three players thus far. Um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least, what the Packers do, because it's I certainly either one of us could be right or wrong in all these cases, so these are tough decisions the Green Bay Packers have to make. Let's move on, Owen. Tight end Jared Cook, uh, a guy who the Packers signed in free agency last year, Will they bring him back? Uh, I, I do think that they bring Jared Cook back. Uh, it was pretty evident later in the year, the, the dimension that he brought to the offense, um, bringing that middle-of-the-field threat that really wasn't there, um, really did benefit the offense quite a bit. He had the huge catch against Dallas, obviously. Uh, the only concern, I think, with Cook is that he only played eight to ten games, I believe, which is his kind of been his mo throughout his career he's a very good athlete 
um, and he does threaten the defense from the, the tight end spot, but uh, durability has often been the issue. Um, I do think he comes back. Uh, I think it'll probably be for a little bit more money than the Packers would like, uh, but I do think that with only really Richard Rodgers at the position, I think they do bring Cook back, and I do think that they look at tight end uh, in the draft as well. Hey, we agree on something. I think Jared Cook will be back too, um, probably getting more money than he did a year ago, but probably not breaking the bank. And yeah, it's a good year to get a tight end in the NFL draft, so the Packers can go that avenue as well. All right, Owen, next player, Eddie Lacy, uh, the running back who's been much maligned during his career with Green Bay, at least from a public media perspective, issues about his weights. Will he be back in 2017 or not? Uh, I think he is. Uh, I think he'll be uh, pretty cheap, uh, relatively. Uh, it's tough to <clears throat> tough to sell a uh, running back with weight issues and lower body injury issues uh, to those unfamiliar. Um, so I think if and Mike McCarthy has been very vocal about wanting Eddie Lacy back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I think he is brought back. I think he's brought back pretty cheap. Also, I think it'll be a one-year contract. Um, Little money, probably with some incentives uh, in the contract to, to boost the money if, if he performs well. But I think Lacey will be back, but on a pretty team-friendly contract. Yep, uh, I'm, I am I agree with you on this one as well. And, and even on the aspects of the contract, I think one- or two-year contract incentive-laden makes sense to me. All right, next player, Julius Peppers, just announced earlier this week that he does indeed plan to play in 2017. So, Owen, is it going to be in Green Bay or not? I don't believe so. Um, he's 37 years old. I could be wrong. Um, the problem is with Julius Peppers is that when he was effective last season, he was very effective. However, um, it was in such a small amount of snaps uh, that I don't know whether or not it's warranted to bring him back. Uh, like I said, he's an older player. There's very little upside to signing him again. You're going to going to be a one-year contract um and then you'll be in the same situation uh next year looking if uh, if he'll be playing again or not so i don't think uh he will sign anywhere um or at least with the packers my guess is the panthers probably bring him back for a, a farewell tour but i don't think uh that julius peppers will be back in a packer uniform yeah same here i think he'll be playing somewhere else i could be wrong he could come back to the packers for a you know, uh, a smaller contract than he signed before, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, the other outside linebacker the Packers have in a former first-round draft pick, Dayton Jones. Once again, Owen, back or gone? Um, I think he is back. Uh, Evan Western on uh, Hackney Packing Company wrote a nice article about him and how he uh, – it's one of those situations where, like a lot of these free agents for the Packers, really, he has more value in Green Bay than he does on the open market. Um, simply like I talked about earlier, from a positional standpoint, the Packers only have uh, Clay Matthews and Kyler Fackrell on the active roster if they let these edge rushers go. And Dayton Jones really uh, played pretty well, I thought, last year. He played, I think, the fourth most amount of snaps um, among edge rushers and He's kind of been jerked around a bit by the Packers because they drafted him as a three technique and then um, they made him go to outside linebacker and then they put him back on the defensive line and then they put him back uh, on the edge. So he, his, his weight has kind of fluctuated quite a bit. But um, I do think he's brought back. Like I said, I think he's more valuable in Green Bay. 
um, than he is on the open market. And I think he probably knows that. Uh, and at the very least, then he's in the rotation um, in, a, in a system he's familiar with and uh, in a system that the team needs people to be familiar with. So I think Daytona is brought back. Um, maybe it's, it's not going to be a minimum contract by any means, but I don't think it's anything uh, egregious. Fair enough. Uh, I think Dayton Jones will leave Green Bay. Basically, my my thought process through this is the money they saved in not signing Julius Peppers and Dayton Jones, that is the money they can put towards Nick Perry coming back. That's why I think they'll let Dayton Jones walk. I could certainly be wrong, and you could certainly be right, but that's the way I'm going for it with it for now. Um, okay, Owen, next player, defensive back Micah Hyde. Is he back or is he gone? So I think Micah Hyde's probably the second most important person the Packers need to sign this offseason, um, probably behind Nick Perry. They, I think he is back. Um, it's another one of those situations where he's from Iowa, um, and he's been here the whole time. Uh, so I think he ends up saying he's familiar with the system, and I do think, especially last year, um, with uh, the attrition that the Packers had in the secondary, I think it's pretty evident that he needs to be around uh, for the sheer sake of versatility. Um, he played nickel corner in a punch, in a pinch. He could play safety in a pinch. Um, he's a good special teams player, and I think he's another one of those guys where um, – while some other teams may be interested, uh, I think he's more valued in Green Bay than he would be on the open market. Um, and I think he probably takes uh, not a, a, a significant discount, but I think he probably um, sticks around. I think he uh, will. I think the, the Packers coaches will let it be known that he's a major part of their defense, um, despite him not having the uh, maybe the media uh, fandom of like a Nick Perry. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. I think he's more valuable in Green Bay than he will be to other teams, and I think he will be back as well with the Green Bay Packers in 2017. Next player, running back Christine Michael, the midseason pickup for the Packers this past season. So again, Owen, back or gone? I do think that he will be back. I think it'll be on a minimum contract. Um, unless he can uh, garner money elsewhere. I think it's one of those things where now that he will be familiar with the system and it'll be he'll be you know he'll be uh, not a midseason pickup, uh, a little chance for some continuity. Um, I think he will be back, but on a very minimal contract, uh, simply because I don't know how much of a market he's going to demand. He's been in the league for four years, I believe, and he's played for three different teams. He's played with the Seahawks, I believe, three different times, and. Um, <laughs> I think he'll be anxious to stay somewhere, um, but I don't know how much of a like I said, a market he'll command. So I think he will be back uh, on a pretty minimal contract, but um, it wouldn't also surprise me at all if the Packers target a running back in the draft. And if with Ty Montgomery and Eddie Lacy uh, having Kristen Michael and the, dra the rookie draft pick potentially uh, competing for that third spot. Um, so while I do think he's brought back, I do think he's probably a bubble roster um area guy at this point uh yeah i don't think the packers will re-sign him uh no matter what happens if they do or they don't he's not going to be a priority he's not going to be the type of guy who probably signs in the next the start of free agency if it happens it'll be weeks down the road we'll see what happens there 
Uh, next player, uh, Owen, offensive lineman, Don Barclay, back or gone? Uh, well, personally, I would not like to see him back. Um, while I understand being a backup offensive lineman uh, can be a bit of a tough situation, he has been a bit of a liability in the past. I do think the Packers will probably bring him, bring him back. Uh, Ted Thompson spoke at the draft. He's a huge fan of bringing back his own players. Um, and he believes that that's the best way to build a team is to, to retain your own guys. Uh, I think it'll probably be a pretty minimal contract. Um, he can play tackle or guard. Uh, how well is up for debate. But um, I think his versatility, like Treader, uh, Barclay did play left tackle at West Virginia. Um, so he has that the archetype that the Packers like, that athletic, um, versatile type of build. Um, I do think he'll be back, but probably on a minimal contract. Yeah, I think he'll be back as well. I do think Don Barclay played better as the year went on this past year. The further he was removed from that knee surgery, we'll see if he's back or not. Finally, last player here, Owen, of the unrestricted free agents, long snapper Brett Good. You don't have to give me five minutes of analysis here, but what do you think? So here's the thing. So I don't, I don't think. Uh, the casual Packer fan could name who their long snapper is, <laughs> and that's a good thing because if, as a long snapper, if you're being talked about, that means you screwed up. So, uh, like you said, I don't have a ton of analysis on the long snapper <laughs> position, but he's brought back and there hasn't been an issue. So until there is, I think he's probably brought back. Yeah, uh, you have, I... long long snapper is only a problem if you don't have one. <laughs> Yeah, they they did sign another guy to compete this offseason, a rookie. We'll see what kind of competition materializes. I think they'll bring him back at least, you know, during the offseason portion. They'll have to make a decision between one of them eventually. So, Owen, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to go through us this morning. It was very enlightening. We we disagreed on quite a few players. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, who's right, who's wrong. But uh, it was fun and uh, love to hear your perspective. Thanks a lot. All right, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Owen Reese of Acme Packing Company joining us here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. But first, before we get to our next segment, a word from our sponsor, um, today's show is brought to you by Beer Rock, the craft beer bar where you can watch Packers games in Madison, Wisconsin of which I am the prospective owner. We're running a campaign at GoFundMe.com to raise startup capital to get it off the ground while rewarding you for your donations. We've created this clip to accompany our campaign, so please give it a listen. Hey everyone, this is Brian Caravu, and hopefully sometime soon you'll know me as the owner of Beer Rock, a craft beer bar in Madison, Wisconsin. You might be asking, what the heck is a Beer Rock? Well, it's the family recipe of my wife Amanda, and it's going to be the signature item on our menu. In its simplest terms, a Beer Rock is similar to a pasty, except better. It's a savory pastry filled with beef, sauerkraut, onion, cheese, and seasoning. At least that's the traditional version. We also plan on having other various interpretations. How does a Korean birok with pork and kimchi sound? To make this a reality, however, we need your help. 
We're looking to get a small business loan to do all sorts of things like lease a property and buy all the equipment we need. That's why we set up a GoFundMe campaign. Your donation will go towards the equity needed to secure that loan. Once that's done, the dominoes will start falling. Best of all, we've created several reward levels to thank you for your generosity. They range from branded t-shirts to free food and drink on premise. So please take the time to explore and thank you for your consideration. We hope you become one of the founding members of B-Rock and Bottoms Up. Thank you to those of you who have already donated. To donate, please visit GoFundMe.com slash BROCK. That's GoFundMe.com slash BROCK, B-I-E-R-O-C-K. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment. The big news on Tuesday was that Packers defensive lineman Latroy Guyon was suspended for the first four games of the 2017 season for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. This is the second time Guyon has been suspended. The first time it was in 2015 following his arrest for large-scale marijuana possession. Um, I personally thought the Packers overpaid for Guyon because of all the risks involved with him, which I wrote in a column at 24-7 Sports a year ago when they originally signed him to his, the, the most recent contract he signed. Uh, they signed him to a three-year deal worth $11.25 million, which I don't think any other team in the NFL would have approached. Apparently, however, Guyon has agreed to restructure his contract with the Packers, according to Rob Domovsky of ESPN.com. Guyon had two roster bonuses worth $400,000 due at, one at, due at the start of the new league year and another one due May 2nd. And the report says it's likely those have been delayed. I might argue the Packers should have insisted Guyon not get those bonuses at all. But to be fair, we have yet to see the exact details of his restructured contract. Even with the restructured contract, we sit here with a dilemma. The Packers have to decide whether they want to release Guyon outright and save in the neighborhood of $3 million under the salary cap or they continue to keep him. Uh, the Packers have to ask, is he worth the headache? For their part, by delaying the bonuses, they can at least delay this decision. They could decide to release him at any time prior to the end of his suspension and still get those savings on the salary cap. But without Guyon, the Packers would be low on run stuffers on their defensive front. They have Kenny Clark a team with Mike Daniels and that's all fine and dandy and that's good I think the Packers are set with those guys as their starters in 2017 but what happens if one of them suffers an injury and what happens when they need three defensive linemen uh in a in three four defense what happens when they have a goal line situation and you need four or five defensive linemen all of a sudden the Packers are in tough shape on the defensive line if Guyon is gone for what it's worth, Guyon would be able to take part in the offseason practices and play in the preseason games, stuff like that. 
just like Mike Pinnell did last year when he was suspended. The way I guess I hope it works out is that the Packers eliminate the bonuses on his uh, contract entirely and he stays around because they could always make the decision to cut him. The Packers could certainly draft a defensive lineman, and if he looks good and he's kind of uh, can play the role that Latroy Guyon can, maybe they eventually let him go and, and just move on. Uh, but if not, you know, the Packers can keep Guyon through the suspension. Hey, if they have any injuries down the road, then they certainly have him in their back pocket once he comes back. You know, that's... I guess that's the way I hope it works out. I don't have strong feelings one way or another toward Latroy Guyon. Uh, I was very much creeped out by his, you know, uh, history of, of accusations of domestic violence, uh, not all of which he has been prosecuted for. Uh, but, you know, so I, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, uh, if I don't not sure what the word is allegiance toward him or anything like that, whether the Packers should keep him or not. He's just an average player on this team to begin with. Uh, but the smart thing for the Packers to do, keep him in their back pocket. You can always release him down the road as long as they don't have to pay those roster bonuses. But in other news, I've seen reports from various journalists at PackersNews.com that the team has offered exclusive rights tenders to the following players. Defensive lineman Christian Ringo, linebacker Joe Thomas, and running back Don Jackson. None of those really come as a surprise. Uh, and this is in addition to previously reported tender offers to wide receiver Geronimo Allison and punter Jacob Schum. Technically, I haven't heard that any of the players have accepted the tender offer. They... They do not have to, They, they uh, let's put it this way, they do have the right not to sign the offer and hold out, but that's almost non-existent in the NFL. I have no reason to think they won't accept these offers. I just haven't heard any of them, you know, actually signing a contract yet. It hasn't been announced by the team. It hasn't been announced by the league. Perhaps it's only a matter of time, and we'll be hearing that uh, in a matter of, of the days or weeks or or whenever but apparently the offers have been yeah, they're still out there we're still waiting on some of the other Packers controlled free agents whether they'll bring them back or not I know among them running back John Crockett haven't heard any news on him and a few others the Packers have but several of them are back um, still waiting to hear on the restricted free agents like linebacker J. Roan Elliott um, and, and Jordan Tripp waiting to hear on them yet. But again, we, we still got more than 24 hours till the start of free agency. It could be a very big news day today if we hear about these things like restricted free agents or the Packers may very well re-sign some of their own. Uh, so that's that's what we're waiting for here, and that pretty much leads us into this. The day ahead. Here we are on Wednesday in the midst of the window. NFL teams are allowed to negotiate with unrestricted free agents from other teams, although contracts cannot be signed until Thursday. The official start of the new league year begins on Thursday, March 9, at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time. The Packers can re-sign any of their own players before that time. 
because uh, technically their contract doesn't expire until that that moment. But af- after that point, those players and all players in the NFL are free to sign with any team they choose, the, the unrestricted free agents we're talking about here. So that's what's going to happen over the course of the next day plus here. Like I said, we're waiting on the Packers to re-sign their own players. Uh, we're waiting to see if they leave, what kind of contracts they sign. It could have implications on the compensatory draft pick equation for next year. We know the Packers just got one for, for losing Casey Hayward. That could be the case if they lose any more players here. Um, uh, so so that's what we're waiting for. I'll, I'll throw this out there as well in, in our Packers calendar segment here. Uh, wide receiver Jeff Janis will be signing autographs and taking pictures from 5 to 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show. That's the annual trade show for outdoor activities like hunting, fishing, camping, etc. It's being held at the Wisconsin State Fair Expo Center in West Allis, a Milwaukee suburb. So if you want to get a player autograph today, that's how you do it. You do have to pay a general admission entry into the event, which is like less than $10. I think it depends on your age, whether they probably have cheaper tickets for children as opposed to adults. But there's that going on on Wednesday. And then, although no players are involved, Lambeau Field is the site of the United States Championship Cheese Contest, which takes place Wednesday. It's only appropriate that the Packers Stadium is the site of such an event and the perfect way to make use of the facility in the offseason. So if you're in the Green Bay area, feel free to check that out. You'll see lots of cheese displayed inside the Lambeau Field atrium through Wednesday. I think on Thursday they have they announced the winners of the contest, but that's at the KI Convention Center in downtown Green Bay. So there you go. The U.S. Championship Cheese Contest. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right, folks, that does it. Thank you so much for joining us here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Uh, it was fun to give our free agency predictions, and it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. We'll be reacting to what happens in free agency over the next 48 hours on our next episode of Railbird Central. Already have our guest lined up, Scott McKenna of the Talk and Smack blog, who joins us for his monthly engagement with us the second Friday of every month. So we'll be excited to talk to him coming very shortly. And uh, that'll do it, folks, for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, we have episodes every monday wednesday friday at 8 30 a.m central time that's a live edition of the show podcasted and on demand later in the day so we'll see you friday i leave you folks with a song called betray the dark by string cheese incident on Psy fidelity records see everyone go pack go